trying. <coughs> <coughs> Please don't leave them. <laughs> Just wait. Uh-huh. Hey folks, I am Ryan Goodman, and you are listening to the Beef Runner Podcast. Join the conversation and find all my content at beefrunner.com or find me on Twitter and Instagram as beefrunner. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Beef Runner Podcast. Today I've got another Over a Beer series episode for you. So this is a series of episodes. If you haven't already, go back and listen to some of the previous eight episodes that we've done in this. Uh, my best friend, Carrie Mess, Dairy Carrie Online, if you're not already following her, uh, she and I sat down over a beer or a few, and uh, we just talked about what's on our mind, what are some hot topics that are going on today. We sit in the back room of a Wisconsin bar and just let it go where the conversation wants to go. And uh, today we start off talking a little bit about Think a Farmer. Now, this is a campaign that's been on social media with agriculture advocates for the last several years, and it started out as really great intentions. Hey, we want to raise awareness of what the work is that we're doing and how we are impacting the food that ends up on consumer plates today. Over the years, that conversation has kind of evolved, and Carrie and I share a few of our perspectives on that and some solutions and how we think we can do better today in reaching out to consumers by being a person, being a real person, and talking about other aspects of our lives. So, hope you enjoyed this episode. We give some examples of people that are doing it well, and uh, we want to hear your opinion as well. So please reach out to us. We've got links in the show notes of how you can get a hold of us or go find us online as Beef Runner or Dairy Carry, and let us know what you think about this episode of Think a Farmer. All right, and welcome back to episode 31. This is an over a beer podcast. I'm Ryan Goodman. It's your golden podcast. It is. <laughs> and that is Carrie Mess. Hi. So we are sitting here at Crawfish Junction in the metropolis of Milford, Milford, Milford Wisconsin. Right. And we are sponsored by... Spotted Cow. Spotted, well, not really sponsored, but if we yeah. had sponsors. If we had sponsors, it'd be Spotted Cow and Crawfish. They should sponsor us. They really should. So we, um, we're we gathered here, so we are doing a little bit of... We're gathered here today. Gathered here today to have a conversation <laughs> over a beer and talk about some things that's been going on. So we talked about several different things last time that we got together and did this. A lot of people said that they wanted to hear more. Mm-hmm. So we've gathered back here and we're going to We call tackle... those people enablers. Enablers. <laughs> one, one more. We'll talk a little bit about Think Farmer. Yeah. So what do you think about that phrase? Depends on who's saying it. All right. So rewind. Um, Several years ago, we had a little bit of a campaign that said, think a farmer, Mm -hmm. um, helping to raise awareness of like, hey, there's people behind the food and had really good intentions um, around November uh, month of things and saying, hey, you know, let's think about the every time that you sit down and eat, every time that you have a drink, um, that there's a farmer behind that in one way or another and where how that brings all the those foods to the table. But then that's kind of morphed over the years of a little bit of a tone of thank me for all the hard work that I've done. Right. And you know, I always say like somewhere out there, there's probably a campaign that we're unaware of that says, you know, thank your lawyer (laughs) or thank a tax accountant or, you know, like everyone has jobs. Those jobs are important. And everybody works hard. Right. So why do we get to demand more like pay attention to us, thank us, like who, who does that? So some of the people that have disagreed with this campaign have kind of said, think of another industry that says, hey, you should thank me for the product that you're buying from me. Right. Yeah. Thank me for allowing you to buy my product. That that works real well. No, on the contrary, I'd say, you know, there definitely is a place for Think Farmer. Right. 
Culver's. We could also be sponsored by Culver's. We should. We should. Right? So I think that Culver's does a really good job of being able to say, hey, we're here to thank the farmers that helped produce all the food that, that we're able to serve. Right. So, and what they're doing to back it up. So they painted like several barns around the country now blue and have like thank a farmer written on the side of the barns, which is cool. But what's actually like legit about the campaign is that they're collecting money and donating it to the National FFA organization. They've done a lot of work to say, no farmers, we do thank you. So I think that when companies are thanking farmers and saying, you know, hey, we thank a farmer, that's great. When individuals are saying, no, you should thank a farmer, namely me, that's not so great. Right. I think the Culver's campaign is pretty neat because it's it's also helping raise awareness of, mm -hmm. you know, what is what kind of happening in the evolution of agriculture. Right. Um, adaptations of technology, innovations, but then also it's, the, you know, where that food comes from. And so the way their campaign is definitely raised. And I think it's different when somebody who is not a farmer or rancher says, Hey, I want to thank you. Thank you, Carrie, for oh, the work right. that you're doing. Right, for sure. So I think that that's a lot better use of the Think a Farmer mm -hmm. campaign. That's the way it should be done. It's not a black and white line. No. Right? It's ruffled some feathers, but I think there's definitely a place for that appreciation. I think so. I'm Pardon my French. Uh-oh. <laughs> it just sounds really douchey to be like, you should thank me. Like... I don't care what job you have out there, but if you're like, you should thank me. Okay, you know what? Veterans can say, you should thank me. <laughs> they get a free pass, right? But otherwise, it just... Okay, boomer. Feel right. Yeah, right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, so I don't want to make this just a complaint, right, about the thank right. farmer. So we, you know, we've kind of highlighted a little bit that it's a little self-seeking, right, and appreciation. Mm -hmm. How should we raise awareness of the work that our industry is doing? So on National Farmers Day in the several years past, you know what I do? I don't say thank a farmer. I take the opportunity to thank the people who, who buy our products that allow me to be a farmer, allow, to, allow me to live this life that I love. So, you know, when we take a, a moment to thank other people, it just can raise awareness in general of what we're doing, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I think it's definitely, when I ask that question, I kind of need to step back and say, well, why do we need to raise awareness? Right. Oh, the role that we have in the food supply space. Right. Should should people care about farmers? I don't know. Right. Um, so why do we expect people to care about farmers? It's tough. So looking into a lot of the kind of consumer market research, which people can have opinions about it, but I think it's really important to look at the numbers and the information that's coming out. Mm -hmm. um, we can joke about it. You see the funny headlines, such as saying 16% of Americans think that brown milk comes from, or chocolate, oh, chocolate milk chocolate. comes from brown cows. Right. And we chuckle. Right. We but, chuckle and we poke fun of them and say, oh, you stupid ignorant consumer. Right. Well, what other way would they have to know about what it is that we're doing? Right. And you look at the information that they're receiving in the grocery stores, online, mm -hmm. social media, mm -hmm. or communication between friends and neighbors. There's a lot of conversations out there today that ladder up to marketing. Um, that are very negative about our food supply today. My husband and I were just in New York City. Um, we got invented, in, invented, invited, have another beer, Carrie. Invited to the Gen Youth Gala that was held there. And so then we stayed a little bit longer. I mean, not another night, but took a late flight home the next day. And we walked around midtown Manhattan. We, we talked and we stopped in a couple grocery stores. We looked at them just to see what life was for somebody who's living in Midtown. And now if you're living in Midtown Manhattan, you've got some money, right? Like it's not um, a blue collar area. 
Not by any means. Not by any means. And my husband and I agreed. It's like, of course the people who live here have no idea what our life is. Why would we expect them to know what our life is? Because there's nothing here that is even a glimpse of what we do. There's not a blade of grass to tend. I mean, we were close to Central Park, so there there was there. But that's not agriculture. And, and this idea that people have to know where their food comes from to appreciate us enough like do you, do you see that that there's uh, you know some people who seem to to have that idea that we should be appreciated and if people only knew the work we did they would appreciate us like that's kind of some backwards thinking right right so me working in the services side of the industry right right i'm not on the farm or the ranch every single day mm-hmm. like if only you knew how much work that went into the backside of not just policy, but the promotion efforts, the, mm-hmm. um, you know, working in issues management, all the things, the stories that didn't happen right. because of the work that's being done behind the scenes, right? Um, you don't see the 65, 70 hour, 80 hour weeks that also happen in that side of the industry. Right. I mean, we're not out there the saying. farmers aren't the only ones who work hard. Thank the office worker. Right. <laughs> Although, you know, you really can make our lives easier. Like, that's, that's important too. So. And so it's important to look back. And so as much as we hear in marketing, and so in agriculture, we you know hear this consumer market research and we hear, well, consumers want to know where their food comes from. They want to know all of this information. They absolutely do. Mm-hmm. And that's important for reassuring them that we do have a safe food supply, but they don't want, in Man- Midtown Manhattan. Pause you. They absolutely do. No, a lot of people don't care. They just don't. They just want to buy dinner and be done with it. But those who do care that we need to talk to right? and are asking well, that's where we I'm, need to be there. That's where I'm going. There right. are definitely people out there that care and want to know, and a lot of people do. Garbage but trick. <laughs> there's a lot of people out there that they just want some food. And numbers show, purchase data shows, um, all of that market research shows that price, taste, and convenience still remain on top of the decision factor right. factors for purchasing decisions. Right. And so price, taste, and convenience, those are still king. Now, does that mean that like they still need an awareness of where the food comes from and how it's raised? I think that blends into there. The importance of that is all the information that they're hearing from opposition. Right. We don't want them to be scared of their food. Like that's what we need to fight is fear of food yep. driving decisions. Right. And preventing that from happening, but still recognizing price, taste, and convenience uh, is are up, there, am- up right. there among the top factors. Discussing that a little bit of, is it important that we raise awareness of what it is that we do? Absolutely. Yes. How do we do that effectively? By not being dicks. <laughs> so, that wasn't a direct question. <laughs> Not the answer I was I was but it's expecting. Correct. Yes. <laughs> uh, but seriously, how do we reach out? How do we become effective in in those connections? That's what we want to know. And my quick one-liner is true, but really, what it is is be a human, right? You know, I we think... don't just talk about ag all the time. We connect to people on values, share our story, and it doesn't have to be angry all the time. It doesn't have to be a big thing constantly it's just the day-to-day it doesn't have to be an education effort no i hate education okay that sounded really bad (laughs) i hate when people say i'm going to educate people and i've talked and talked and talked and talked and talked about this a million times i don't want to be educated i want to learn you if you come at me and say i'm educating you i'm out how does that make you feel when somebody turns to you and says you're ignorant you're stupid you need to be educated or even 
even if they don't say you're ignorant, you're stupid, they just say you need to be educated. They've said you're ignorant and stupid. It goes hand in hand. Right. So. so why do we do that to other people? I, you know, I think I look at, so getting the opportunity to work with so many advocates and see who is out there doing great things. Uh, mm -hmm. Those people who are being very effective at reaching consumers, not preaching to the choir. Right. They're the people that are being really authentic. Right. Real life. Right. You don't farm or ranch. 24 7 right that can be an offensive statement to some people <laughs> I know. <laughs> we think we do right it feels like it a lot of the time yeah. but there are other qualities to as a person right and I think one of the beauties of social media especially for those of us in rural areas is that we can indulge our interests there that are outside of the farm right so if there's a band we really love or you know something we we really love to do and maybe we don't actually get to go see that band or, or get to go do that thing we can still be part of those communities online and you know have that information and have that connection and, and give ourselves hobbies, which is a, a crazy word for some, I know. My husband grew up in a, a family that had no hobbies. They didn't even watch Packer games, which is pretty much sacrilege in Wisconsin, but it's just how they how they did things. And, and a lot of farmers are, are like that, but everyone has something that they're interested in outside of, of ag. And, it's okay to, to do that. It's okay to be a part of those communities. And then when you are a part of those communities and you know you get to be the token dairy farmer, cattle rancher, whatever, then all of a sudden people come to you when they have questions. You, you become a trusted person, not by leading that you know you have all the facts and numbers about sustainability and agriculture, but because you're like a legit person that they can come talk to. Right, this is how I put it to folks is like, you may think that you farm or ranch 24 seven, but you have other interests. And if you want to reach people that are beyond the choir mm -hmm. and really connect with those people who are asking questions about agriculture today, mm -hmm. um, giving us that social license to operate, then you have to connect, find ways to connect with them. What do you have in common with them? And sometimes making that realization is starting out with just making a list. Are you a parent, an aunt, an uncle, a brother, a sister, right. son or daughter? Do you like to listen to music on the radio? Right. So Carrie, what, what music are you listening to right now? Jason Isbell, High Women, a lot of Bob Seger lately. Okay. Does anybody that may live in Chicago, Atlanta, LA, do they listen to that music? Absolutely. So you could have that in common with oh, those yeah. people who live in urban areas that may be asking those questions mm -hmm. in Midtown Manhattan. Right. Right. Do, is there a certain television show that you like to watch? Um, we're really into Doozers lately and ABC Galaxy okay. in our house. So would other parents <laughs> yeah. sympathize with that? Yeah. Oh, and Blippi. And Blippi. And Can't Blippi. forget about that, Can't right? Can't forget about Blippi. Um, you know, other parents would have those same right. things, those thoughts that cross your mind. Like, oh my goodness, we're watching this show for the upteenth millionth right. time. Actually, Blippi went to, has been on a couple different farms and, you know, there's been conversations in on his Facebook page or whatever about what was going on, and I was able to step in and answer some questions, not as a farmer, but as a mom of a kid who is obsessed with Blippi. Uh, it's Christmas George is coming up, right? It is Christmas George season, yes. <laughs> uh, Curious George, a very monkey Christmas. That That's a big thing here. Yeah, and so it's recognizing those things, hey, uh, it, not as a farmer or not as a person in agriculture, but how can you connect with those other people? So for me, it's running. Mm -hmm. Right. So yes, it's an addiction. You've said that you have some words to so think about it later and in the next coming episode. Mm -hmm. I'm out there and I'm, yeah, I'm working in agriculture every day. Working with beef and cattle is my passion. It's what I've done my entire life. But I also have a passion of running 
And right. so I go out there, um, I'm training for hours a week. I'm running 40, 50 miles a week. And I, I do a lot, that takes a lot of my time. So I talk about that online. Right. right. And I connect with other runners as a runner. When we're out there running all day, I connect with them as another runner. And then when they see like my team beef jersey, whatever that might be, then they say, hey Ryan, what's that beef about? What's that team beef about? And then that's that connection we're talking about. So you really want to have a little bit of appreciation for folks, or if you want them to appreciate what it is that you do, take time to take interest in what it is that they're doing and how can you connect with them. And I think that that can be really impactful in being able to still get that awareness, mm -hmm. that appreciation, right. but not saying, hey, think me, it's taking time to connect with them as a, as a person first. Right, like what normal people do, mm -hmm. right? You think, right? Yeah. Like tax accountants aren't out there searching pages for things that they can interject their knowledge on. No. Are they? I mean, not I don't that think I've so. seen. Right? right? They may get on a Reddit thread or a Quora thread. Right, but that's not like their mo or, or what they're out to do and i mean i need to know about tax law and so do a lot of other people but i if i have a question on tax law you know i'm probably going to go to somebody that i just know as a person then go to a tax law page right or or whatever so just be real and quit worrying about educating the masses so who right. do you think is doing this well? Wow, way to put me on the spot. <laughs> um, I think Kara Harbstreet, she's an RD. RD being registered dietitian. Yes, registered dietitian, dietitian, <laughs> have more beer. I think she does a good job of just talking about like food in general. Um, so Kara lives in Kansas City. Right. She's not from a farming family. No, she uh, was vegetarian for a long time and now is not. And she connected with some other farmers who opened their gates and said, hey, right. uh, virtually connected with them online and said, hey, come right. learn about the food. And I think registered dietitians are really important because they help other people decide what's on their plate. Mm -hmm. Guide them down the path of here's healthy eating, what's right. good for you. And yeah, she does a really good job of helping to bridge that. She's taken really good interest and passion of right. connecting with other farmers, but then she connects with other people. So she doesn't get on there and just say, I'm a registered dietitian, this is what you, she, what you eat. Right, so that's not what she's all about at all. No. Um, so. And I think that that's, that's a really good example of someone that's kind of bridging several different audiences. Right, And right. just being a person. And then she definitely talks about, here's what's going on in the food world, my opinions on this food trend. Oh yeah, for sure, issue. for sure. Uh, and then showing support for farmers as well. Yeah, heck yeah, I, I'm, and I appreciate that. And you know, I guess I should touch on something. Like, when I first started blogging and doing advocacy, I was talking to the choir. And yeah, there were posts of mine that, you know, went well and got out of our circles. But the majority of what I did was consumed by other farmers. And so I'm not saying, like, I know everything. And I'm not saying that if you are out there being an advocate and you're just talking about farming, that, like, you're doing it wrong and you should just quit. That's not at all. As I've... I've grown or matured as an advocate, I've realized, you know, I need to, to kind of retool, re-gear what I do. So, you know, what I share on Instagram is very different from what I share on Facebook. Um, Facebook is still probably majority farmers, but my Instagram presence is more geared towards moms like me, um, in particular, like local Wisconsin people. That's, that's who I really spend a lot of time talking to. 
Um, and I'm doing a lot more recipes and I'm doing a lot more talking about my kids and, and across all the, the platforms just because that's my life and that's how I'm going to connect to people. And I've lost a ton of farmer followers, I'm sure, but sorry, I'm not doing it for you guys anyways. So I appreciate your support, but that's not why I'm here. So I think it's okay to have a smaller audience and not chase the numbers so much as long as you're really focused on talking to the right people. Right. You know what? I think we both say we, at one point in time we had one of the larger, we had a couple of larger Facebook groups or right. Facebook pages right. from agriculture. Right. Uh, and I think. And they weren't that effective, were no. they? No. Uh, you know, I, uh, three years ago I looked back and, and, you know, for several years I built my brand around agriculture proud. Right. Proud and to be a part of agriculture. You've rebranded re yeah. completely. And I recognized that, that it was only reaching the choir. No, I absolutely love working with farmers and ranchers, but I've taken that opportunity to say, hey, you know what? I can help those people mm -hmm. who are my original audience and let's right. shift the focus to actually connect with those consumers. And that's right. something where. Now it's Beef Runner online, right? Right. Instead of just proud to be a part but, of that. And he hasn't given up everything about ag. There's still beef. He's still talking about beef, but he's also running is just a, an important part of your online persona. Right. Right. So, for example, so, um, yeah, I still have the agricultural on Facebook. Right. Right. Um, my blog still has a lot of agricultural topics. Mm -hmm. um, but when it comes to Instagram, right. beef is going to be that third bucket for me. Right. Right. I go and I post a lot of running on my Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, I post a lot of documenting my travels. Right. And in doing that, I'm connecting with runners and travelers. Right, and people in the locations that you're visiting. Yep, and then when they come and they connect with me on that mutual common interest of running and travel, then right. they're gonna see my beef content. That right. I'll post that steak or that visit to that feed yard where I was showing what cattle eat. And then mm -hmm. those runners, those aviation enthusiasts, then mm -hmm. they get a little piece of beef with that because I connected with them first on what we had in common. I think when you look at my Instagram feed, my general rule or, or goal, I guess, is I do like a 38 or thirds. So a third of my Instagram feed is my boys. A third of my Instagram feed is just life stuff, food. Um, and then a third is the farm. And that seems to work well. And I've said this a million times and I'm gonna say it again. The only people who want to talk about cows all the time are dairy farmers or, or you know, people yeah. who own cows. Like, right. nobody else thinks that's normal. And other people do not want to just hear about cows all the time. Like, it's okay that we're cow geeks and that's our thing, but we can't expect other people to find it fascinating every time we right. post. Or they will for a while and then it'll get old, so. Right. We, still, we still talk about our culture. You know, you get on, in, in, uh, on Twitter and still engaged in lots of conversations about agriculture, and there's a lot of conversations. You know, ag Twitter, that'd be a whole nother episode. Yeah. Right? Just to be clear, I only get on Twitter anymore when you like send me stuff that I have to look at. <laughs> right? But there's there's room to have other conversations as well. Right. And so that's not, sure. I don't think we're suggesting abandon your agriculture stuff, but no. think about those other two buckets in right. addition to agriculture. Right. And how can you use those to connect? Right. We're not, people outside. we're not uh, whole people if we're not showing our whole lives, right? Yep. And I think if we're able to do that, I don't think we need to think of our campaign. I, I agree. I think I'll, I'll continue to feel appreciated when a company says thank a farmer and thanks me. I'll, I'll feel that appreciation. I'll feel more inclined to purchase from that company probably. But I'm certainly not going to turn around and tell somebody that they're supposed to thank me. So with that, we need refills.
I think we might. All right. So, all right. Uh, so stay tuned. I think um, that's a little bit of discussion on Think of Farmer and maybe how we get that appreciation from our, from a consumer audience um, for the work that happens in agriculture today. And uh, when we come back, we might talk a little bit about a hot topic: alternative proteins. So that's happened in the beef dairy uh, beef industry. It's happened in the dairy industry, and uh, we'll see how that conversation goes and maybe how how can we critique how we're responding to some of these topics that may be a little more constructive. Hey, I hope you enjoyed that episode and some of the conversation that Carrie and I had on the topic of Thing of Farmer and what we as agriculture advocates today can do more to better reach out to consumers and make those connections and, and really share the information and our love and passion for agriculture today. Please reach out to us if you have any questions, Beef Runner and Dairy Carry online, and stay tuned for our next episodes coming up in this Over a Beer series on the Beef Runner podcast.